You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Brady. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, continue, please. Uh... This is not Davey Portman here. <laughs> now you don't want to do it. <laughs> you backed out. You're like, oh, I want to pretend I'm him. No, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, Braden Harrington here. And yes, my uh, my partner in crime, my roommate, is sick. Uh, not the coronavirus, as far as we're con- concerned at this moment in time. But I am joined by a friend of the show from the PWT cast, Pro Wrestling Tees, Scrump. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Uh, Scrump, you're fresh off uh, your Jericho cruise. So do you still have a tan going on right now? See, I I don't think I got that tan. People were telling me that I, I looked a little, like, crispier, but... Crispier. Uh, nice. Yeah. But, like, I'm Mexican, so I don't really, like, tan a lot. Plus, when we, when we were on the actual island... So, first off, this cruise was uh, <laughs> a lot less sunnier. Like... Yeah. Last time it was, it was so much sun. It was so hot, but this one was cooler. Like I've always dreamt. A- I've been on cruises before, and I've I've had uh, such memorable moments in my in a young man's life. But I've never imagined going on a cruise surrounded by wrestling fans. So it's actually like it's not what people think. Like it's weird right. when you hear cruise full of wrestling fans, you think the worst, obviously. But what's like, never? Yeah. Um, but like so, for instance, I just did an interview. Well, on the cruise, I did an interview with Vicky Guerrero, which is uh, available over yes. uh, at the PWT cast. Um, my aunt Vicky. To hear the context behind that, you know, go listen to it. Aunt but Vicky. I kind of like like we asked her. We're like, is it like weird? Are the wrestlers kind of just like, or are the fans just you know? But from what she said, most of the fans are just like shy. 
you know, like they, it's right. a lot of, Hey, I don't want to bother you. Um, antisocial but, wrestling fans. Exactly. I think and all, I'm, I think we're, maybe that's what makes re- us like wrestling so much. Like I know people think I'm kind of like super extroverted. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm oh, like no, super no, no. You introvert. Are, you are for sure. Extroverted. <laughs> There's been, we've, we have gone out, uh, whenever I've been up in Canada. Yeah. Up in Canada. Like, up in Canada. And yeah, you were, no, you were, I don't, you say you're an introvert, but I don't see it. Sometimes like, I get weird. Sometimes I, sometimes you feel a little, and you don't, you have to be in the mood. You can't be like, sometimes you're just antisocial. I find I am. I mean, so no, I, I can I, see it I in wrestling fans. like that as well. Um, definitely that way as well. Well, uh, you survived. You didn't die or anything in the, in the terrible waves and stuff. Videos you sent me, uh, it looks yeah, crazy well, though. It looked crazy. I know there was that one specific photo where I posted. It was like a tree that was getting bent because the wind was so hard. And you were like, oh, my God, like, is everything OK? And it was. It was just super windy. But for uh, and you know the story. But as a little uh, tease for people, if you're interested on in hearing more about the Jericho Cruise, uh, go over to PWT cast. Yeah, I, I promise you it is a long episode. I'm not going to lie. It's Very long. long. It's like episode. the Irishman. Yeah, but it starts out with a murder mystery, a legit, a shoot murder mystery, uh, and it ends with uh, my co-host uh, Stank and I um, almost like preventing a suicide. Yeah, it's thing. wild. It's exactly, it's a strange, it's a strange woman like tried to break into your room essentially on the yeah, cruise. For, it sounded wild. Uh, I don't yeah, want to spoil it anymore. Yeah, w- without giving it away, yeah. a uh, a woman. Yeah, our na- we have some crazy neighbors. I will leave it at that. Just wild. Uh, but it's – and again, if you only want to listen to the beginning and the end, by all means. But yeah. it is – it's pretty crazy. So, uh, go listen to the PWT cast because uh, you, you've been – you've started off like your own podcast for Pro Wrestling Tees over there in Chicago. And, and it's awesome because it makes so much sense. Like so many of the guys come through your shop and you were awesome to give me, Davey, John, and Way a tour of the Pro Wrestling Tees when we went to visit for All In Weekend a while back. But it's – it's awesome that you have like this show and you get to interview uh, like the wrestlers that come by and stuff like that. And then just kind of like my favorite part about doing a podcast is basically like just talking about anything about like obviously about the wrestling, but uh, like what kind of goes on. So for you guys to just kind of do that, uh, you and your co-host, um, it's it's awesome. So uh, go listen to Scrump and Stank over at Pro Wrestling Tees because you guys are you guys are awesome. And you're going to you're going to keep building and building, too. So um, it's well, it's, I. I I mentioned to you earlier, uh, C2E2 is coming up. For those of you unaware, it's a Chicago comic book convention, one of the bigger ones. And uh, Stank and I were talking, and Jason David Frank, the green Power Ranger, oh, oh boy. the Power Ranger, Tommy, wh- however, you, whatever color Ranger you know him as, he's going to be there. Oh, boy. And, I've uh, met him a few times. He gave me – I have a sticker on my MacBook, and it's it's the Green Ranger helmet, and it says, Go Green. He gave it to me um, because I think uh, I may or may not have shared something green with him. <laughs> so uh, he's the he's always the Green Ranger to me. I don't touch that White Ranger shit. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't uh, touch either of those helmets. Um, but I, I I did meet JDF once, and right. it was in the midst of him and CM Punk's. Uh, Feud, beef i guess you could call that online. oh man dream match um, never happened exactly and he was super nice funny enough if you and this uh, i promise i will I'll stop plugging my show 
but uh, <laughs> we had e- we had Ethan Page on our show very like early on, and he actually talks about how yeah. he was supposed to wrestle Jason David Frank. That's true. It was like a, it was a, a thing. It was going to happen. Um, it just never did. You ever see but his JDF, fights though? His his like actual like MMA fights. He like this guy he fought came out in a Ninja Turtle onesie, and Jason David Frank like beat the shit out of him. It was amazing. It was lit. I mean, I've already seen him fight the putties, so <laughs> you know how much how much more interesting can it really get after you know you see him fight Rita Repulsa. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I do love me some Power Rangers. We got to do that Turbo review in the future. We do. Yeah, it's happen. We, I always, we did the first movie. I, I forget, Way back, yeah, we did the first movie. Which at the time, like I remember telling you, it was impossible to find online. Anyway, <laughs> like, I, I could not find it even by a. Uh, alternative means yes uh, is is what we call it but now it's just like everywhere it's almost out of out of spite but i've got a copy of turbo so we're good uh you know someone that you have to you have to get on your podcast is uh brendan frazier dude because uh (laughs) miz and miz we're about to do this show and we're gonna get to the nxt review we promise but we're we're texting to to get ready to do this show and i text you i'm like wow because right after nxt ends tonight it's miz and what is it miz and mrs miz and mrs and i message you i'm like hey i'm i'm ready whenever you are to start recording and miz then i joked to you being like Oh, by the way, we are also, it's mandatory to review this show as well, Ms. and Mrs. And you're like, absolutely not. And your response was, uh, <laughs> I'd rather eat a denim jacket. <laughs> exactly. Which, uh, but then as we're texting and I'm like, I'm joking to watch it, I hadn't changed it off yet. And the Ms. starts talking about uh, our favorite actor, Brendan Fraser. Uh, so he t- starts talking about the movie uh, Encino Man. Which is my favorite Brendan Fraser movie. Um, I don't know about yours, but um, uh, it's the Mummy. The <laughs> I don't understand. You're like straight edge. You don't uh, drink or smoke, and I don't understand. Like for me, I I like to to smoke a big one and watch uh, the Mummy because of how amazingly awful it is. At the same time, it's good. It's not. I don't understand. We'll do that review soon too. We're gonna start our Whoa. Brendan Fraser, our Brendan Fraser slash Nicholas Cage slash Woody Harrelson slash rick moranis podcast which, which is what i was about to get to because funny enough earlier in the day uh you posted about uh rick moranis possibly coming back into hollywood and a friend of the show of both of our shows actually kelsey she like tagged us and she was like oh so are you guys gonna like start talking about rick moranis, rick moranis. As well man he's and- my idol he's from toronto and he was a, he was a radio host here first before he got into acting so hey, he could I could follow in his footsteps. Yeah, you listen, you can. And <laughs> with the whole Brendan Fraser thing, we know we know somebody who you know. Yes, we. I yeah. do have a connection to Brendan Fraser somehow, some way here. Like it can happen. <laughs> we all, everybody thought, like everyone thought I was crazy when I said I'm going to get Kevin Smith on the PWT cast, and you did it. And I did it. So let, we're putting that out there. So right never here. give up on Let's your speak. dreams. On this week's episode, uh, we are getting Brendan Fraser to podcast with us <laughs> about Encino Man, about the Mummy, about whatever. We just need to get the man on a podcast. We're putting I don't know. It out of the universe. I don't know if I'd rather do a podcast with Brendan Fraser or, or so much uh, just have a night out with Brendan Fraser and then pr- uh, probably have to sign a, 
some sort of paperwork saying that I can't talk about the night out with Brendan Fraser with like because I've heard that he likes to to have a, to have a, to party. I definitely hear he likes to party as well, but and you know what? That's fine. Like because I could make even if we just hung out with Brendan Fraser, yeah. I talk in I talk enough to where I could vaguely because even if I had to sign an NDA, I could I'm pretty sure I could talk vaguely enough and just make it a whole episode. Yeah. And probably just be like uh be like my friend B F uh, <laughs> I get called Brendan a lot. I get called Brandon and Brendan. Like There's so many it. times where I'm typing out your name on my phone and it auto-corrects it yeah. to uh, Brendan. God damn it. All these phones Before. are against me. Uh, I, I am excited for the, the Rick Moranis thing because the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is rumored for Disney or Disney Plus or something, like a reboot with him as uh, Wayne. And that that was my shit as a, little, as a young kid. So I am excited to, to see. Uh, hopefully that is true because they're doing uh, – Emilio Estevez is doing a new Mighty Ducks. Yeah, I saw that. So, like, um, Disney Plus is just getting all the nostalgia. Which is fun. Like, as much as people complain about, like, reboots and remakes. Yeah, like, I support these it, ones. Yeah, like, listen, they're going to happen. Yeah. You know? And I'd rather they be done right instead of just kind of half-ass it. Like, I don't know. Any, you know, insert reboot, re- remake, you know, here, but... I think if they can bring back Rick Moranis, it'll be awesome. Apparently, he shot down a cameo for this new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that's too bad. He's he he's my favorite part of the o- OG Ghostbusters. One of my favorite movies. Uh, as I'm recording this, I'm literally staring at a, a a picture of Bill Murray from Ghostbusters hanging on my wall. But Rick Moranis is the is the show for me in that movie. So I wish he did have a cameo for this new one, but. That's Did unfortunate. you see the trailer for that new one? Yeah, like I'm. Um, it's it's whatever. It, it like me. I'm gonna go see it. But uh, now you made me sad that I know that the cameo's not there. I mean, hey, maybe you know, maybe he's kayfabing us. I wow, imagine. Like I'm, I'm so involved <laughs> in the world of wrestling now that whenever someone says like, "Oh, I'm not gonna appear," never say never. Thing. Yeah, yeah Ed's like, changed uh-huh. that now. Never say never. Oh. You can literally say never. No, never. You can never say so, never. So do you think Paige is coming back? I mean, Brian's come back, Edge's come back. Is that possible. Paige is next? It's possible, yeah. Uh could happen, but I don't know. Um Well you know who you know who's making uh, apparently is making a very strong comeback. Uh I we talked about this earlier as well. Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Director <laughs> of your favorite Spider Man movie, Spider Man three. I think he directed all of them. Did he direct all of them? He, but you're just he, saying he my favorite is three. Yeah, yeah I got you. Of course. Oh, yeah. He directed all of them. But I, I like to refer to that movie as uh, Braden Harrington's favorite Spider-Man. Definitely not, definitely not my favorite movie uh, ever. Uh, my favorite movie is the greatest movie ever, and that is uh, Teen Wolf. Uh, with, because it may not be the greatest movie ever, but it's the greatest basketball werewolf movie ever. So, you know, there's See, that. I've, I've slept over your house. Uh, which means I've seen you without a shirt on, so it makes sense that Teen Wolf would be one of your favorites because I can definitely see the resemblance there. Wow, I'm not even doing a show with my roommate, and I'm getting getting flack for not wearing clothing. That's it's just wild. Is, what a twist, a twist of turn in the events. Is uh, poor David asleep in his room right now? Uh, he said he's watching AEW with headphones on so that we could record. It's funny because last week uh, I was like really sick. I took a day off work. I was like. It was like a head cold, not so much like coughing and sore throat, but just like, oh, I just felt dead. And I like was like, oh, my God, there's there's been this scare of the coronavirus. And I'm like, yeah. that's it. It's all over. I'm done. But then um, I like 
fought this man cold. I wrapped myself up in a, in a hoodie and then a blanket burrito for like a two days straight, drank orange juice, ate some fruit. All I did was have soup and then I was healed. Um, and then um, David also almost started a fire in our home. Um, a fire? Um, okay. One night, uh, <laughs> one night I, I am in bed. And he came home, and then he, as we mentioned this on a show on our Patreon, and he uh, he tried to make some tortellini at like three in the morning, and then uh, left it on, and then uh, about seven o'clock, uh, <laughs> um, a friend of mine who was staying over, a family friend of mine who was staying over, realized that there was a fire in my kitchen at seven in the morning. <laughs> oh, that that would not have been fun because. I've been in your kitchen and it, and that thing caught on fire. It would not take very long for the whole thing to catch on fire. So uh, none of us died, but uh, it was a gas range stove. None of us died. <laughs> We're still here. So uh, we uh, need to fix our fire alarms and uh, David needs to stop falling asleep before uh, making food. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of making food, uh, did you have any NXT themed food tonight? Because I... When you know, again, when we had this conversation earlier, David and I about, yeah. hey, can you cover for me? I was like, of course, you know, I for the whole post family, I am always, I'm always on call, I'm always ready. Um, and one of the things that I knew, well, first off, I almost wanted to say no because I was like, well, that's one less podcast I could listen to tomorrow because usually my what is it Thursdays consists yes. of listening to you guys, thank and you, and then John, John and Way. Oh, well, of course. And I was like, well, it's going to be really weird for me to just listen back to, like, I'm going to have to listen to this because it's just, um, <laughs> you know, I need to get those download numbers up for NXT. Well, uh, it was supposed to be my night to make our NXT dinner, um, but okay. I, uh, but I didn't because he's dead. He said he doesn't have appetite. I think he ordered in some ramen. I'm not sure. So I just went ahead and made myself some, um, some like Alfredo. Some uh, okay. some some linguine, some chicken, some veggies chopped up. It was pretty good, but I didn't even think of a name for it. So I that is the one thing that I've been trying to write, and it, it all came to me. Like I stopped thinking about it, and it was during uh, whenever Killian Dane was out because I <laughs> spoilers I fucking tuned out. Right, uh, but so check this out. I had uh, some uh, Casey Captain uh, Saros Arroz rice. Some white rice, okay, uh, with a side of Chelsea greens. Oh, nice! And, uh, some, and some gyoza shirai. Gyoza shirai, nice. Yep, that's pretty yeah, lit. It was just a, a random assortment of whatever I had sitting around. I've I've been trying this. Uh, what is it? Intermittent fasting, where you yeah. like okay fast. So it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it like, does. All right, I, I was like, I don't really want to cook, so I kind of just looked to see whatever I had in the fridge. That was it. Um, nice. And yeah. So, so I, I I didn't have any wine, but I had some I had some wa- water. I had some water tonight some too. Water. I didn't have any. It was Wine Wednesday was canceled. I wasn't I wasn't going to do it solo tonight, so I didn't do it. Uh, but uh, Mary Jane was with me though, so it was okay. Um, but I had fettuccine Alfredo, so I don't chicken fettuccine. I don't know what do you chicken Alfredo something with a with a name in it. I didn't think of it. I didn't get this far. I forgot. So, if you have a name for it, at the Bray D. Um, I, there is some news, like wrestling-wise, too, before NXT, because it involves NXT. There's some new signings 
to the Performance Center. Uh, a guy who was on, who was on your show or kind of wasn't? Because I know you interviewed this guy and you you said he you had an awesome time hanging out with him at the shop and pressing teas. Killer Cross signed to WWE. Yeah, um, yeah what, Killer Cross friend of the show. He was. <laughs> He was. I, that's. I'm sorry. I, I call everyone. Everyone's a friend of the show. That's right. Uh, yeah, Killer Cross, super awesome guy. Like you, you're someone who would get along with him so much because one, he loves wrestling. Two, he's so he's super into horror movies. Okay. Like if you you listening to him talk about like different aspects of different uh, characters from like horror movies and how he incorporated that into building the like killer cross character so that he wasn't just generic you know big swole dude on the indies it's it's so interesting like the dude's super smart like you hear him talk about it and i'm like huh like it mm-hmm. makes sense it makes sense why like so many people uh like latch onto the killer cross character and why it's so like well like thought out because it's clearly something this guy spent so much time into like putting together and not just yeah. Yep. Generic big guy. I've but, seen some of him in uh, Impact before, and of course he had like issues with Impact, kind of holding him hostage, kind of right. Um, it yeah. seemed at least. Uh, but now Killer Cross with uh, with his with his partner in crime, Scarlet, uh, who's also signed. So I'm imagining we uh, we see them soon, sometime yeah. as a partner, or a pairing, or something. Um, but there's also Timothy Thatcher. He got signed. Yeah, do you know anything oh. about this guy? Ooh, I listen, I love me some Timothy Thatcher. Like this dude is Yeah, you know, do yourself a favor, go out and look for some of his blood sport stuff that he's done. Yeah. And just he like he's done so much of the evolve. I, I believe he was like the longest reigning champ in Evolve, uh, with Stokely Hathaway as his manager. So I'm assuming they're gonna put both of them together. Uh I just learned today he's not European. Oh, I was under the I was under the impression he was. But he's nope. he's from where is he from? Uh, the states. He looks like he's from yeah, the states. Then yeah, he's he's from the states. Yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, crazy. I guess he's one of those dudes who just spent so much time uh, in Europe wrestling that everyone just assumed he was European. But no. Um, yeah, I, I'm familiar with him from the the European scene. That's quite interesting. I I thought he was as well. Um, I know that he he did some stuff with uh, Walter and and such. So uh, it's interesting that they signed two like big kind of big lads, big strong fucking beasts essentially. Um, so they're they're in the performance center. I imagine we see Killer Cross or I see Thatcher maybe going to the UK just because he's got like ties there. Kind of makes more sense, but um, I see Killer Cross showing up on NXT in the in the near future. I'd say I think that's a big big deal. Yeah, if they chose to replace uh, Alexander Wolf with Timothy Thatcher in Imperium, hmm. uh, I would not be mad. As uh, before Imperium, there was Ring Camp, Ring Kampf, yeah, and uh, he was one of those members. So it would be cool to see him pop up there, if not just in the European scene. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really care which brand he goes to Yeah. as far as NXT or NXT UK, you know, it'll be great, but I definitely see, uh, Killer Cross becoming, uh, like a bigger name in NXT than he would NXT UK, especially with Scarlet at his side. Like that's just, it, it is just a license to print money. I'm so excited to see those two. 
Yeah, it could and be every, it could be good. And every, and everyone's concerned with him not being able to keep the name Killer, but they've got Killer Kelly. Uh, no, I don't think she's signed anymore. I saw I really? saw I saw people saying that she's uh, like changed all her social media, got rid of WWE NXT and all that stuff. So uh, people are saying that she's on her, her own, and and she's announced for Bloodsport this year. Oh man, maybe they traded her for Thatcher. They're like, look, you can keep the name Killer Kelly, but you you got to get out of here, and then they'll just change his name to Killer Cross to just Cross. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, Killer Kelly. She reminds me of an authentic WWE shop T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> if you know why I say that, you know why. Otherwise, uh, maybe maybe if you uh, listen to one of the Patreon shows, you'll you'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but hey, happy for Killer Cross nonetheless. And and Killer Kelly. And uh, Killer Kelly. Uh, what would you What would you change his name to? Um. Crossroad Crosser the Cross. Man, the cross man, lacrosse man, lacrosse, <laughs> lacrosse, uh, like that that sparkly drink girls love. The the qua, the qua. Yeah, I mean, they could just go with Kevin Cross, his actual name. Oh, but there you go, book been, it. Yeah, but because they've been calling him Killer Cross, maybe I don't. You know, I mean, they're not really changing names anymore. There was yeah, that while that period where everyone was getting a name change, but no, maybe yeah, maybe they'll just let them keep it. Uh, we're in the era of people can call themselves whatever they want. What a time to be alive. Uh, let's talk about tonight's time of NXT. It's NXT time. That, isn't that weird? Well, that's a throwback. Um, let's talk about NXT from February 5th, 2020. Um, this this intro, this opening segment is one of my favorite segments in NXT history that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um, I don't think I was ready. I think it's ahead of its time. I think it's ahead of its time. What I'm about to talk about are here come the winners of the Dusty Classic 2020. And it's the Broser Weights in a golf cart with the trophy on the back. And there's fireworks and sparklers and everything. It's the Broser Weight Mobile. It's the Bromobile. Um, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne come down to the ring in this golf cart. Um, and <laughs> Morrow starts making weed smoking jokes because there's like smoke and fire and pyro. And Nigel, <laughs> with the line of the night, says, I don't, I think maybe Pete should be driving that thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought. I love that it was Morrow. If you know Morrow. Yes, I know. It was a little, yeah, it was better that, you know, poetic justice that he was the one making all those uh, (laughs) smoke-related puns. Yes, uh, so many smoke-related puns. So they come down, and um, (laughs) it's so funny because Riddle's driving it, and he's he's so ecstatic. And you just see Dunn just, like, not smiling. (laughs) <laughs> not selling it. It's so fucking funny. It reminded me of Jackass where there's like Bam Margera and Johnny Knoxville are in the go-kart, but then they crash the go-kart. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. I don't golf often, but I think the last time I golfed was maybe three or four years ago. And, uh, well, I shouldn't have been driving. <laughs> um, I've gone... I've gone mini golfing once. There's a <laughs> there's a spot out in the suburbs where I take the ladies. It's nice. an alien glow in the dark mini golf. Wow, that's such a suburb thing. Taking someone to a glow in the dark golf. 
Well, I'm, you know, we all can't be MJ, who's <laughs> like every weekend, apparently. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's it's fair. Uh, so the Broserweights are now in the ring. Uh, Morrow says that it looks like Riddle's been smoking Super Bowls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too, Morrow. Uh, Matt Riddle grabs the microphone. He's in a, a dress shirt and pants and a tie and no shoes. And he says, bro, we are the Dusty Classic champions in 2020. You see, we got the new trophy. We got the new Broserweight mobile. And it's, it's just crazy. And Pete Dunne, he says, look, the last thing I ever thought I'd do is tag with you. But how the three... And before they can continue, shock the system... The Undisputed Era's music hits. And here out come Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Kyle says, whoa, 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 what? Let's hold on. Matthew Riedel and Peter Doon. Pete Doon. He says, you guys are disrespecting the Dusty Classic. So we're not going to wait. We're not going to wait? No, we're not going to wait. Let's not wait. You're going to wait? No, we're not going to wait. Because they want to fight them right now. But out comes Roderick Strong. And he's like, whoa, whoa, guys, 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 guys. Come on. Let's focus. Let's focus. We have a plan tonight. Stop it. Stop it. And Bobby Fish says, yeah, forget about you. My, plus, we got bigger fish to fry. And he walks off. And Roddy's pulling them back. And Matt Riddle goes, Bobby Fish just said fish. And the crowd starts to go, what? He goes, Bobby Fish just fish, said fish. And uh, in such poetic justice, uh, Matt Riddle says, and I quote, How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And Pete, Pete, Dunn, <laughs> Pete Dunn says, hey, hey, Matt, I... I, I I don't think we should be worrying about how much fish Bobby Fish could fry. And Bob and Matt Riddle goes, he said it. He said it. It's a thing now. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And he starts to sing it, and the whole crowd sings it. And he doesn't slip it up, not once. Um, and Pete Dunn finishes it off by saying, look, this... This takeover Portland, the broser weights are gonna smoke the undisputed era, and then that's it. Uh, what a what a segment! What uh, who is I, having <laughs> more fun right now than Matt Riddle? I don't know how how so many people in WWE they're like, man, it's so scripted, and then you see this guy, and it's totally not scripted because oh. uh, this is just him just uh, out there. This is so insane. I, I, I watched this and I couldn't tell if I despised this or if I absolutely loved it. And I think I absolutely love it. Uh, when he says, Bobby Fish just said fish. That's his name. He just said it. I think I lost my mind. I laughed so hard. I giggled in insanely. Uh, it I speaks volume <laughs> to how good like uh, Matt Riddle is because... I, I, Anyone imagine Roman Reigns with that promo? You you put Roman Reigns in that position, cutting that promo, right. you would have eaten him alive. You know they yeah. would not have let him get away with it. A lot of you know other stars on the roster too, but Matt Riddle doing it because that's who he is. Because 
that is a con- that is something he would he's probably said. It came off so genuine and like. <laughs> and when he says you know, it, it, it cuts to undisputed air, and Bobby Fish is mad. He's like, "What just?" The-? And they're holding him back, like, "Let me at him! Let me at him!" <laughs> Bobby Fish just said, "Fish." He's like, "What the? F- I'll fucking kill you!" And he's like, "They're like holding him back." Oh my god, it's so funny. Uh, I, it was the best. I I absolutely loved it. I think it was I think it was so smart and just so so stupid, but so funny. It reminds me of a stoner comedy. He's finally found that like super niche, weird promo style. But um, Bobby, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? I was I was just shocked he didn't slip up. How did you? Yeah, like obviously, weed is good for your brain, guys. Come on, it he it was a sativa night for sure. Um, so if you don't watch regularly, but you really want to see an interesting promo, watch the opening segment because the shot of them coming out on the Bromobile, uh, Broser Weightmobile with the trophy and the sparks flying is a great enough shot. But then this the fish, call it saying fish, and the Bobby Fish Fry is. Just I I don't know. It it's maybe one of my favorite NXT segments <laughs> ever. Uh maybe yeah, I'm maybe I'm biased. Yeah, you had Shotzi in her tank last week, the Bromobile <laughs> this week. I, I cannot imagine what vehicle will, will show up uh you know, the following week. NXT vehicles. That's right. But there's there's a lack of vehicles in wrestling and now they're back here in NXT. Uh, just, just amazing. Just fantastic. Uncle, Uncle Paul bringing the vehicles back. <laughs> That's it. He's going to come out in his Harley or tricycle again. Uh, we have a recap of Rhea Ripley, who showed up on Monday Night Raw challenging Charlotte to a match at WrestleMania. So Charlotte is going to show up tonight and uh, talk some shit. So we'll get to that. But tonight, there's also going to be sit-down, face-to-face, sort not face-to-face, but an interview style between Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. But out comes someone who else was on Raw. This person was on Raw. Angel Garza comes down to the ring, and he's got a matchup against Isaiah Swerve Scott. So Angel Garza, to catch up, he was the Cruiserweight Champion here on NXT. He's had quite a, a run. He beat... Uh, Leo rushed for the title, had a cool little run, and then lost it to Jordan Devlin at Worlds Collide a few weeks ago. But then Angel Garza showed up on Raw, and he's the cousin of Humberto uh, Carrillo, and he attacked him and attacked Rey Mysterio and was with Zelina Vega. So just, uh, he's doing all sorts of stuff, and he's getting a lot of eyes on him, and a lot of comparisons from people online to the late Eddie Guerrero, one of your favorite wrestlers. Yeah, he's. I definitely see that. Like he's got that, he, that like uh, intangible charisma. You know, you look at the guy, and if his English were a little better, and it's that's definitely better than I think uh, Andrade and Humberto. Um, I think, and if you're just a little taller. Like when Humberto Carrillo was the one uh, who got called up to Raw, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. You know, I'm pretty sure Vince saw these two saw these two guys and was like, "Wow, give me the tall one because I can do something with the tall one." You know, right? Uh, okay. It was the, the the one thing that was weird to me about the whole and you know, there, not before the match or after the match was there really anything about like, "Hey, I was just on Raw because now that NXT is like its own third brand, um, there should be something." said about uh jumping brands 
You know, it was per- it's perfectly explained with like, oh, Charlotte, she won the Rumble, so she can you know show up wherever the hell she wants to challenge whoever. That's fine. Yeah. But it was it was just weird to me that not at any point where they're like, oh, Angel Garza's, uh, you know. It was weird because Andrade's been um, suspended for 30 days. And uh, there's weird things. There's people saying some weird things about that, if it's legit or whatever. There's certain aspects to it. But whatever. He's gone for 30 days. They wrote him off with an angle. But then Zelina comes out with with Garza. So it's just like... Uh, I guess like a hot shotting him into a position since Andrade is taken out of that storyline. Um, but I love Angel Garza. I think he's great. And um, I think he's just I, on a little bit of a roll right now. As much as I love Jordan, uh, Jordan Devlin, yeah. I almost kind of wish they would have just kept the belt on Angel Garza yeah. because then you could have used that to explain, I agree. you know, his, his appearance on raw, but yeah, what are you do? it's true. It's true. That would have made sense. He's like, "Hey, all of you guys, shut up! I'm cruiserweight champion." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, ima- and imagine putting uh, Rey Mysterio in a, a title shot for the yeah you know, for the elevates NXT that instantly. Classic. Yeah, instantly. Um, but I do like the the way they went with it. But you're right; it kind of would have made more sense. But Angel Garza is going up against the guy who who some say should have won the cruiserweight title as well, and that is Isaiah Swerve Scott. So now these two, this is like an in, kind of uh, not an official number one contenders for the cruiserweight title because Angel Garza was not pinned in the fatal four way match, but Swerve Scott uh, was like the number one contender leading in. So Angel Garza and Swerve Scott going one on one here. Um, they're very fast action back and forth early on where they're countering each other's moves. There's a crazy springboard Rana off the top rope from Swerve. Only a two count. There's a low drop kick. And then he goes for like his his handspring thing where he like handsprings to the outside of the ring. But as he's doing it, he's upside down and Garza scouts the move and super kicks him while he's upside down. And that looked crazy. Um, back in the ring, he picks him up. Garza drops him with like this like face plant into a lung blower, which looks pretty crazy. There's an enziguri to the back of the head. There's a flatliner from Swerve who fights back. There's uh, there's some sort of like upside down driver thing in the corner. Garza hits this like backflip off the top. Uh, he eats some sort of like house call. What is the house call kick? The like running. I don't even know what you call that. Like a kick, kick to the yeah. side of the head. The house call is what they call it, but I don't even know how to describe it. You run at the guy and then you go. You your heel like hits him from behind. Yeah, I'll, um, I've seen. I think I've seen Alistair Black do it a few times. Um, there's someone else who does it. It's the inter- someone right now is yelling at us uh, because we can't think of the name. Yeah, the well, he called- is what he calls it. Yeah, uh, but it's only a two count, so Garza kicks out of that. Garza then knocks him off the ropes in some sort of thing, and he lands on his balls, or as Mauro Ronaldo says, he scrambled his eggs, and then he hits him with the wing clipper. And Angel Garza pins Isaiah Scott just like that. This was a fun, like back and forth, pretty fast match, but it didn't get to the like the quite the level that like the, these two have gotten to before, in my opinion. But it was pretty fun between the two guys. I like both these guys. What'd you think? I thought they put on a like a fun match. I I was actually surprised that this match didn't get like the the time that the yeah uh, Jordan, the Jordan Devlin match later got. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was a fun match. Um, I feel that 
uh, Swerve is right now like kind of uh, not in limbo, but he's kind of in a spot right now where yeah. they they don't really know what to do with him, which is fine because he's he he's still credible, you know. Like there there was a few times where I thought, hey, this might be Garza's send off. Maybe they'll give him the the win. Um, but it's it was it was fine, you know. Garza again, he's getting more screen time. If they do go with him versus uh, Devlin again for the belt, that'll be great. It's just he it should get a rematch. Be, yeah, yeah, he, he definitely should get a rematch. I just I hope they don't just hot shot the belt right back and or hot potato the belt back and give it to Garza. Yeah, to kind of just explain like, oh, this is why he can jump brands until. Andrade's fake suspension is up, you know. <laughs> um, so Angel Garza wins this. Maybe he'll get a, a shot at 205 Live or something like that. He does grab the microphone off this. He says, you saw what I just did to Swerve. You've seen what I've done to my cousin. You've seen what I've done to Rey Mysterio. He says, I never lost the title, so I'm owed a shot. So, yeah, we will see him potentially go after Devlin. Uh, we have Undisputed Era backstage. They are now looking for Champa. They're on the hunt. They start beating up staff members of Full Sail, staff members of NXT. And they go, hey, uh, haircut guy. And there's some guy getting a haircut. And they said, have you seen Champa? And he's like, and I quote, no, man, I'm just getting a haircut. <laughs> so they walk past him and Roddy says, you know what? Hold up. You missed a spot. And he grabs the, the razor, the electric razor, bzzz, and he shaves off the the front spots of the guy's hair. And the rest of Undisputed Era are like, whoa, Roddy, chill out, dude. Whoa, chill out. And then they walk off looking for Champa. I thought that particular segment was uh, very corny. Like, I <laughs> felt really forced, considered. <laughs> especially with... Like how bad of an actor the guy who got his hair like <laughs> fucked up was. Hey man, I'm just getting a haircut. <laughs> hey, no, he he reminded me of a like, you know, he looked like he'd been Matt Riddling a little bit, but based on just how much he was just like, what? No, my hair. Uh, I feel like they could have got a, a better guy in the spot here, like Brendan Fraser. Exactly, Brendan Fraser. But he wouldn't give up the hair versus hair in, for a segment like this. What's with? What, what, why did someone need to lose their hair in this spot? What was the casting was, call today? Someone at Full Sail who has got hair who's willing to let Roderick Strong shave it. I mean, they saw AEW and they were like, "All right, we're I cutting hair. People, we're cutting hair now. Yeah. Cutting hair. What? What a heel, right? And, and Undisputed Air sold it like, "Whoa, dude, chill. You just shaved a dude's hair. You don't do that, man." Disrespect. Um, and then another, in a crazy turn of events, they cut to back to the ringside, and front row is Sergeant Slaughter. And they say that Sergeant Slaughter was here to, to watch NXT tonight and really enjoyed our, our opening match between Garza and Scott. So just in case you're wondering, Sergeant Slaughter is here. Yeah, that was... Again, have you heard random, the but... Have you heard the backlash that he's gotten because some people say he didn't actually like serve in the army? Yeah, apparently he actually was not in the military, which I mean, who cares? <laughs> like at this point, you know, I mean, I don't like, Wait a I, second, you're meaning to tell me that the Undertaker's not really dead? 
Yeah, exactly. Like, listen. You know what I found out? I found out that, like, Nikolai Volkov, like, I don't even think he was from Russia. Like, what? <laughs> no, I, him not. But, I mean, it's, that's always the thing, you know, where it's, you know, some people can only kayfabe you for so long. And <laughs> I don't think, Sergeant I don't think when the, legit, the legitimacy of his military status is something we should care about. <laughs> you know, there's, like... It's fine. Okay, you weren't really in the military. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people take the military. Maybe, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, true. I don't know. But yeah, I just, and, and that strange. You know, that that's fine. But I just when the internet was upset about that, it was very much one of those. Huh. <laughs> All right. Huh. I guess this is what we're angry about today. Well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, Pretty much. See you later. It was that Twitter meme where you know it opens the door and then walks right back out. Big gulps, huh? Um, we have a vignette for Mercedes Martinez, who we may be seeing more of later tonight, but we have a new match, uh, next, our next match, rather, Dominic Dijakovic, um, he comes down to the ring. Uh, I found that there was kind of, um, like a weird lag between some of the, the recaps and stuff, like the cameras and cutting to things, because a few times they would throw to a recap and it would, wouldn't go to it. Um, so I don't know if someone knew was working the the truck, but it was it was weird. It was like a, a definitive thing I could I noticed a few times. Maybe it's because I work. It, ha- in t- it I work. A, it happened a little later on in the night as well. Yeah, I, I, like I work in TV, so it's kind of my job. But I'm like uh, I notice things, and I noticed that quite a few times. So it was like they go and then look at this replay of this thing, and it was like playing during the wrong times and stuff too. Um, but Dominic Dijakovic recap. Um, how he he thinks he deserves a title shot against Keith Lee, and he defeated the vampire last week of Damian Priest. So tonight he's going one-on-one with Killian Dane because there was a video they shot earlier where they're in the performance center and you're in my way. No, now you're in my way. And they got in an altercation at the performance center, Dominic Dijakovic and Killian Dane. And uh, I think it, it all started because Dijakovic was like, hey, Dane, your Tool t-shirt, it sucks. Tool sucks. Why don't you wear a different shirt sometime? And Dane was like, fuck you. And then they got in a big fight. And now this match is happening. Because seriously, he wears that shirt a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or a fucking Gallus t-shirt because he looks like he would fit right in with Gallus. He is he's the Gallus uh, like secret op here in NXT in North America. He's the like, infiltrator, I, the mole, Killian Dane of I, Gallus. I don't understand. And I mean, I'm not hiding my feelings. I fucking hate Killian Dane. Like I <laughs> he is just like I don't I don't see it. I don't get it since day one that he showed up. I'm like I don't see what uh, what the big deal is. He's perfectly fine in the ring, but he's just that. He's just perfectly adequate, you know? If they were, if this was a, a brand that put on just perfectly adequate wrestling, I would say sure, but this is a brand that puts on like uh, top tier elite wrestling. Elite? And, Whoa. That's the other <laughs> oh, sorry, show. That's the other show. Uh, but, the, you know, it's just, I don't feel like he fits in with NXT. And they keep trying to they keep trying to make him a thing, and like fetch, it's just not going to happen, you know. Uh, well, I'm not a big fan of him here either. I wasn't a huge fan of this match, but they 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 tried some stuff. 
They're big lads wrestling here. Uh, early on, this match starts off. Dijakovic, Killian Dane. There's a cannonball from Dijakovic off the steel steps. And seeing him do these kinds of moves is crazy, considering he's six seven. They remind you a lot, but still, watching it, you're like, damn. Uh, there's then the divide, the crossbody from Killian Dane, which just looked okay. Um, there's then a suplex toss type move from Dijakovic, a choke out, a choke bomb, sit out choke bomb from Dijakovic, uh, from Dijakovic to Dane, but it's only a two. Then there's like this like perfect plex fisherman superplex from Killian Dane, looked cool, but only a two count. Dijakovic then hits a cyclone boot. He goes for a moonsault, but he misses. Killian Dane runs at him with this dropkick, the John Root-style dropkick of death, sending Dijakovic into the ropes. He goes up for the Vader bomb, but he's attacked by Dijakovic and then lifted onto the shoulders and the torture rack, and he connects with the Feast Your Eyes, and Dijakovic pins Dane just like that. Um, This was, like, okay, but it was just kind of there for me. Uh, I didn't... I didn't... I wasn't wowed or really moved in any way you said you kind of phased out during this match yeah it was during this match where i went and got uh some more um gyoza shirai because nice. i just you know like with, with i lo- i like Dom- dominic dejakovic um and i understood what this match was you know you need to just feed him someone else yeah i'm busy you know remind you hey he's coming for keith lee's title um personally with both keith lee and dijak uh i I would prefer them to uh, be a tag team right now. You know, they, they teamed in PWG. They were tag team champs there. And I feel like you don't need to rush into more Dijak Lee matches, uh, especially with, I mean, there's always a possibility that Keith Lee might get called up to the main roster. You know, that's what you keep hearing. He, <laughs> he, clear, clear, you know, he clearly impressed everyone. They gave him some time to shine in the rumble. Uh, but I, you know, this is just me. I would prefer them just as a tag team because you can eventually go go back to Dijak versus Lee. Um, but I mean, they've had like what six matches in like the last year or so, or like. But they haven't had a takeover match. So oh, sure. So this is what happens after the match. Um, Keith Lee comes out on the entrance ramp when Dijakovic is posing there, and he says, "Take over Portland, you." Versus me, North American Championship, and he they 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 handshake and they walk off. So it is now official at Takeover Portland, Dijakovic, Keith Lee for the North American Championship. Yeah, they've never had a takeover match, so now I think it's time that they just go and just kill it. Give them uh, give them time, and they'll they'll steal the show. Honestly, I, I can't wait to see it because we've seen them a bunch, but it's always been the TV. So it feels like there's something there that. That changes it for me when it's a takeover match. I think for a lot of people, but I'm excited. Take my money. Yeah, Take. I mean, they killed it. You know, that first match they had uh, when <clears throat> NXT first went live. I remember them just killing each other. So yeah. God, God knows the lengths they'll go to in the takeover match. Um, and one more thing before I move on to the next thing is uh, when when Dijakovic goes for the moonsault, Moro says his his classic line, "No water in the pool," which he says all the time, and like that's classic like wrestling now. But during the replay of the moonsault miss, Beth Phoenix tries to like say it, but she says, "And there was nobody home in the pool." 
And I was like, what? <laughs> I, and then it just went, and then it went really awkward, quiet for a little bit. And then like they continue on. I was like, what? 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 Why did you say that? Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, we have Undisputed Era. They're backstage. They're still looking for Champa. They're walking down some corridor in the back and they go, oh, hey, Kushida. And we see Kushida just taping his wrist. For what, you ask? I don't know because he, he didn't wrestle tonight. But uh, maybe it's because they start attacking him. They say, where's Champa? Huh? You understand? You understand simple English? Huh? And they start beating Kushida up, getting the heat. They even powerbomb him, or sorry, AA-type move, like a fireman carry slam, into like a trash can from Adam Cole into Kushida. They continue walking through like the back parts of the, the venue, and they run into Bronson Reed. They go, whoa, whoa, sorry, sorry. Hey, we don't, we don't have a problem with you, big man. And then they sucker... They sucker punch him. They sucker attack him. They knock him out. And then they continue walking and shouting, Where is Champa? Where is Champa? And they keep going. And then they they go, Cameraman, keep up, buddy. And walk off. I said earlier that to, to remember this episode, because it was the moment that I put out into the universe that, my, that you and myself would get together with Brendan Fraser and podcast. <laughs> remember this episode also for when I... For me saying this is going to lead to time splitters versus undisputed era um it yeah. just it feels like it feels like alex shelley is not done with uh, nxt he's definitely not signed i you know he's he's doing other stuff other where um but i think kushida was specific i, I think kushida and bronson New were specifically chosen because um you know you can yeah. always you can do that match time splitters versus i agree undisputed era and then bronson reed He's someone who's done stuff here and there, does a lot more like live events. But I think him versus Roddy, because it was Roddy who like beat him in the face. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would be a good match. Roddy puts on these killer matches with guys much bigger than him just because of how athletic he is. You know, it, it, it always seems believable. There's never really been a match with a bigger guy in Roddy where you think, uh, I don't know. And I think him and Brunson Reed, because he, he's really good. I saw a lot of his PWG stuff. And he hasn't done much in WWE yet, but I think him versus Roddy could definitely, you know, uh, show off a little bit more of what he can and can't do. Well, they attack these guys. They're going to have to fight them. They're going to they're gonna pay for what they've done to Kushida and Bronson Reed, but more so Kushida. Uh, so Mauro Ronaldo is now live interviewing via two different like screen split here between Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. They're going to go one-on-one at Portland. And Marl starts off but with, okay, Johnny, so... And Finn Balor instantly cuts him off and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we talking about Johnny? Why are we talking about Johnny? You see, Johnny, I made you miss a takeover. And y- 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 who cares? I'll take you out again. Why does it matter what you have to say? Johnny cuts him off and says, look... Finn, I've been counting down the days until I meet the prince. He goes, you've been counting down the days. That's three months. I've been waiting four years to fight you. You see, you're just the next Finn Balor. And Johnny says, whoa, man, I'm not the next Finn Balor. I'm the first and only Johnny Johnny Gargano. I'm a triple crown winner. And I've had more main events in NXT than anyone, including you. And you see Finn... You need this more than I need this. You need this more than me. He says, look, Johnny, I don't care. 
I don't care if this match goes two minutes or 20 minutes. I don't want match of the year. I don't care about it. You see, I just I just do it to, to do it. And Johnny says, look, I see the intensity in your eyes. I want that Finn Balor. I don't want the Finn Balor from Raw or SmackDown. I don't want the Finn Balor that lost to Bobby Lashley 17 weeks in a row on Raw. And Finn Balor starts to get upset. He says, look, Finn, I'm going to take all that anger. I'm going to drive it through your heart. Because if you come at the Prince, don't miss. Well, I don't miss. And Johnny Gargano walks off the interview. And Finn Balor is just sat there. And he ends it with, Johnny... I don't have a heart. Boom. Uh, great promos from both guys here, I thought. Including underrated promo Johnny Gargano. I think not even the fact... I shouldn't even say underrated because he's just so fantastic. But I really think um, he he uh, shoots shoots here with the Bobby Lashley uh, line. Really funny. I, I love this. I'm, I don't think you could you even need to sell me anymore on this match. But they, they did it anyways. They did it for the people. I was sold on this match from the minute he turned on Johnny. Yep. Um, and this promo is just—it was awesome. Like I am—I am all for uh, giving Finn Balor shit for the stuff he did on the main roster mm-hmm. because this is the, like the second time he's called him out. I think the first time was where he was like, "You were the extraordinary man mm-hmm. who did extraordinary things" or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely—they're adding the intensity to it that it needs. Uh, I'm—I'm all for it. Like I think these two guys are out to to prove that, especially more so with Finn, that he wasn't he didn't flop, you know, quote unquote flop, uh, as any sort of indication on how good he is or isn't. It's just the system failed him, and mm-hmm. I think NXT, you know, he's going to put on a match with Johnny Gargano, and it'll be great because his match with Ilya Dragunov at Worlds Collide was it was good, you know, it was fine, but. Do you remember it? Yeah, this one's going to be the banger. Yeah, this, this one needs one, to be. Yeah, this one more so than I. I think Adam Cole versus Champa is. You know, I, I feel this match will be match of the night. Um, but you know, it's it's fun when everyone's trying to outdo each other because you never know. It's an NXT dream match, really. Uh, like I know people say that for a lot of things, but NXT, like it's Mister NXT versus the guy who fucking pretty much helped make this thing NXT. So uh, I'm excited for this match, and they continue to keep selling who, me on it. Who do you think should win? Uh, obviously Finn, but my heart wants wants the Rebel heart to win. So because I the whole time you know they're cutting this promo, it was awesome, but afterwards. But that was something like I kind of asked myself: Who should win? Who do I want to win? Who should win? And kind of the same thing with you, mm-hmm. you know. In my heart, Johnny Wrestling, you know, Davey Portman's best friend, but <laughs> Finn Balor, you know, I feel he needs this more so than Johnny does. But then it's also like there's no clear indication of what the Takeover Mania card is going to look like, especially with Rhea. Yeah, crossover matches. Not, yeah, yeah, not there. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know where they go. Yeah, from there. I uh, can't wait. Can't wait to see it. Uh, we have a next match here: Mercedes Martinez going one on one against Casey Catanzaro. So Mercedes Martinez got signed recently. We saw a vignette earlier. She was in the Royal Rumble, 
and instantly she's having a match here again tonight on NXT, which is awesome. And Casey Catanzaro's here. Uh, she's someone who continues to grow on me. She's just so tiny compared to Martinez here, and it made for some some cool offense. The match starts, and there's a really early on spine buster from Mercedes, but only a two count. The she's playing off how bigger and stronger she is. She does a stalling vertical suplex and then like transitions to just basically holding her with like one hand which is awesome but then Casey finally after so many seconds of being upside down in the air straight up like an arrow lands on her feet and escapes she hits a series of low drop kicks there's a like a clothesline in the in the corner and then um she gets popped up in the air and Mercedes is going for a power bomb but Casey counters that into a Rana for a two count but then goes for a springboard and gets a forearm and then just getting tossed around on the outside into like the guardrails and then back in the ring Martinez hits this like spin out fisherman buster type move looks deadly and pins Casey just like that uh, I I I think this did the job it needed to do. It tells you who Mercedes Martinez is. It shows you Casey Catanzaro's getting better and improving in the high flying and all that stuff. But it's putting a, a marker here on Mercedes Martinez is someone to watch and uh, a serious contender for um, like I don't know maybe champion down the line. Um, so I, I think this is uh, this was uh, what it needed to do. I've I've always been a fan of Mercedes. She did a lot of stuff in Chicago, specifically for the Rise promotion. I've seen her a bunch at Smash in Toronto. Here, yeah, yeah. you know she. I mean, she's been a staple of the Independence for yeah. a long time. She was in the she was in at both May Young Classics, I believe. Yeah, um, she helped put a lot of it together as well. A lot of people credited yeah. her, so I, I I think she can go really far. I mean, she's so like she, up there, but she's also could be a trainer easily for life. So. Well, I think especially now in this in this uh, this time of WWE, like age isn't so much a factor as it was before. Yeah, def- definitely. You know what? Ten years ago, uh, she would have been signed as a trainer. You know, you look at Sarah Del Rey, who's down there training now, and I think, I mean, she seems to enjoy training, mm-hmm. but I think. Has she held off just a few years? She might have been coming in as a regular talent, and you know she'd be in like a main roster talent probably. Sure. But uh, the thing I wanted to get to with Mercedes was uh, I was kind of thinking like, what can you do differently with her that'll make her stand out? Because I don't want to say that like the women's roster is bloated, but there's a lot of there's a lot of key players. You know, Io Shirai uh, unfortunately right now is out. Yes. Um, with some sort of injury, they haven't necessarily said the severity of it. I know she posted that picture with like that knee brace. I know um, my heart. Oh, I'm so sad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but there's there's other people that you know. You have your Candices. You have Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. You, you, there's just a lot of players. So I think something that would make her stand out is uh, give her a stable. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of wrestlers she can kind of take under her wing. Um, and it would be refreshing to see a stable that isn't the four horse women or whatever. You know, <laughs> yes. A, a stable that can work. Because sure. There are, there's, there's an abundance of female talent that can go that are already down there. So it, I think that would be kind of cool. I would like to see them go with that direction. Um, evolution but, is a mystery. There you go. You it's going to be evolution. Be, uh, like the show Evolution. evolution. And she could say, Evolution is just 
not just a a name of a pay-per-view that happened once. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I liked, I liked uh, seeing Martinez here. She's, she's great. I think she can put on some, uh, some classics down the line in NXT. Backstage is Rhea Ripley. She's saying, you know, Charlotte's coming here. But, you know, my focus is on Bianca Belair. But I'm also waiting for the queen. So I'm like, what? Well, you, you, you're not making sense. You just said my focus is on Bar- Bianca, but uh, I'm waiting for Charlotte to co- to get here. What? I've got a thing. I've got a thing or two to say about this whole scenario, but we'll we'll wait till we get sure. to that segment. Because yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um, you. There also is an update. If you are not aware, there is another match added to take over Portland, and it's a street fight between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. At Takeover Portland, right now that's like a six card takeover, and takeovers are mo- usually five. So, so funny, funny enough, um, I thought I was thinking that myself, and I've been to a few takeovers, and so I've got a lot of the posters, the ones that I've attended, yeah. uh, on my wall. And there's of I have what two, four, six, I have about seven nerd, and of of yeah, nerds. Uh, but of those, there's only one card here that has seven matches, and that was uh, Takeover Brooklyn two. But the rest of them, it's normally five matches. You know, it's just yep. it's simple. Um, which leads me to believe maybe one of these matches will just be very quick and very short because, like, I, I mean, they could can be. go ahead and add, it could be. You know, they could just cut time from one of the matches. But especially with the whole street fight stipulation for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, I feel like that one may be, you know, yeah. over quicker. Could It could happen. Or they just go go a little longer. Because they started sure. at seven, I think. Um, which, But it's on a Sunday this, this week, which is next week, which is weird. They never do takeovers on a Sunday. So it's strange. Yeah, that, that's a little... Uh, me and me and Davey will be doing a show uh, and going live. I know we didn't go live on the YouTube uh, tonight, so we will be back next week on our YouTube and then going live for t- after Takeover Portland, but then recording it and doing it on this very feed as well. Dude. So Dude, let's let's go to Portland. Let's just go. <laughs> let's you just bu- go. You buying? Uh, you buying the yeah, flights? I'll pay for the- I'll pay for the hotel room. Sure. You'll pay for the hotel room? <laughs> Airbnb? Yeah. I'll pay for the Airbnb. I don't you know. Cover the tickets, I'll I I mean we've we've uh we've shared uh Airbnbs uh together. We've also, you know, uh there's a, a back there's an extra spare room here in the Braden Davy estate, the BDE. And uh we, we named it the Scrump Room uh for a reason. So I don't know if I if uh Davey trusts me and you staying in the same place. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, um, if you listen to not this week, but or maybe this week, this week or next week, one of the two friend of the show, Matt Nix, uh, he has a podcast called My Violet Tendencies. Okay, and uh, there are some talks. Uh, we we mentioned, hey, we're doing the show. If you have any questions, uh, you know, ask them. You asked the question. I'm pretty sure I knew what you were talking about, and I'm pretty sure. Uh, if you want to hear more about the scrum, oh no! Go ahead, 
go ahead and listen to that because there's definitely a, a tale or two in there about uh, is it how is it how me and you were about to be the tag team champions but then you uh you you turned on me like uh roddy <laughs> turned on pete dunn so instead now i'm tag team champions with uh friend of the show scorpio sam it was more so me earning those ring of honor tickets for us for that weekend <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, you've said too much. You've said too I've much. Said too much. I've you've said, said too much. much. Wow. Patreon dot com slash up next. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> you got me. Uh, Undisputed era. They're backstage again. They're backstage again, still looking for Champa. And wouldn't wouldn't you know it? Here he is. The Blackheart himself, Tomasa Champa, attacks Undisputed Era. He's using like this like truck door to swing, taking out Kyle, taking out Roddy, and he takes out Fish. And then him and him and Adam Cole, they're brawling. They're going through the arena and the, through the back, and they come back into ringside. They're um, fighting right around the commentary table. And Champa just starts repeatedly smacking Cole's head off the commentary desk like a million times in a row, like so fast, and then sits up on the table and does his classic Champa pat on the back. But then out come the rest of Era. They're healed up from the truck. And then they start attacking Champa in the ring. But then here come the broser weights. It's a brawl. Everything is crazy. It's raining cats and dogs. It's insane. Insanity. And William Regal comes out and he says, war games. But he actually says, you guys want to fight? You want to fight so bad? Well, you know what? Get your gear on and settle it. So it's going to be a tag team match player. Tonight, the main event is Undisputed Era versus Champa and the Broserweights. But then they keep fighting. They keep brawling. And uh, they go all the way to the back. So later tonight... That match will will happen, um, which is fine, I guess. It sets up because I mean, at the pay per view at Takeover, you got Era versus Broserweights and Cole versus Champa. It kind of writes itself. I'm okay with that. It felt a little main roster to just I know it, uh, Teddy Long. Take all these guys in. You're yeah. going a tag team match, player. Which yeah. I I get I get why it's the Dusty you know Dusty Classic. But really, it should be the Teddy Long Tag Team Invitational, should it not? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the Teddy Long. Uh, and, you know what? And you know what the winners of that match would get? A one-on-one match. With The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, book it. So we have a next match here. It's the Cruiserweight Champion. The new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. The Irish Ace. Jordan Devlin, the Irishman, if you will. Uh, And he's going to be going one-on-one in a non-title match. He's not defending his title against Tyler Breeze. That's right. NXT Dream Match, if you will, happening right now. NXT UK meets NXT OG. Tyler Breeze, Jordan Devlin. At first, I kind of groaned at this idea of this match. And then by the end of it, I was like, damn it. This was fantastic. So, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I say it a lot on this show that I'm a big fan of this Jordan Devlin and uh, Tyler Breeze. I feel like I've just moved on from him, but this was kind of his uh, 
his like, don't forget about me yet, man. His moment where he's like still hanging on. He's like, don't you give up on me. So Tyler Breeze, Jordan Devlin, this starts off with Tyler Breeze posing on the apron for his like entrance still. His music's still playing. And Jordan Devlin does a running low drop kick, sending him flying out of the ring and just starts beating up Tyler Breeze. Uh, they come back from a commercial after that, and Breeze is fighting back and hits like some sort of a low super kick for a two count. Breeze then starts to work the leg of Devlin, and Breeze is like super like aggressive now because he's super pissed off that Devlin attacked him in the entrance. So Breeze is like slamming his leg against the ring post on and off again. Back in the ring, because he was slamming it against the ring post, Jordan Devlin lifts him up for like, is it kind of like an Argentinian backbreaker where you drop the guy on your shoulders? Um, and then he's like pie-facing him, stomping on his face and saying, come on, pretty boy. And then Breeze fights back with a big drop kick. Devlin hits a PK. And then a, just a picture-perfect moonsault to the outside from Jordan Devlin. Um, then there's a Uranagi and a standing moonsault for a two count. They come back from a commercial break. Devlin goes for the Devlin inside, but it's blocked. And there's the supermodel kick and a drop kick. There's crossbody off the top, pinning counters. There's a Spanish fly, which the, the camera shot kind of messed up. They went to a replay while that spot was happening, but still looked crazy, looked awesome. And Devlin goes up top. He goes for a moonsault, but eats the boots. There's the single leg crab from Tyler Breeze. It's an ode to the guy who trained him from, from Canada. Lance Storm, the single leg maple leaf, but Devlin gets gets out of it eventually. The, the crowd kind of bit that he was going to tap. Then, out of nowhere, not the super kick, but the supermodel kick, cracking Devlin right in the mouth. He sells it like death, but he kicks out at 2.9, and he hits a slingshot cutter. He goes for his classic punches, eats an enzigiri, but headbutts Prince Pretty, and then as Breeze drops... He maintains risk control, pulls him back and hits the Devlin side. And Jordan Devlin pins Tyler Breeze in an awesome NXT full sale classic on TV here. This was this was just a, a, a banger. Uh, at the beginning, I was kind of like, ah, why is this the match? And then I slowly, slowly got me. Um, I'm happy they this got the time. I'm surprised this got the time. But holy shit, um, this, this was a this was a good old-fashioned wrestling match this match was bonkers like i had the same i had the exact same reaction that he came out that you did that was uh okay because tyler breeze i was a big fan of tyler breeze then he went up to the main roster and he i feel you know again the they failed him Mm -hmm. he was because this isn't the new tyler breeze tyler breeze didn't come back to the performance center and all of a sudden get good he's always been this good you know, whether or not he was motivated, that's another factor. You know, that's that's another story for another time. But you could see here that he can go. And there was guys on the main roster that he should have and could have been putting on these performances with, mm-hmm. which is why I'm happy that he's on NXT because he's able to put on matches like these. I was not happy when they paired him back with uh, Fandango. I I don't I don't care for that gimmick that they have together. Yeah. Um, you don't like strippers. And, um yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> have i told you about uh that never oh mind. no <laughs> uh, but yeah it's 
this was awesome. You know, and the match went on for a while. Like, I think it had like two commercial breaks. It did. Yes, it it did. It kept going. And like, there was, there was a few moments there where, because Tyler Breeze has been uh, on 205 for a while. So it would have, it wouldn't have been, you know, out of this world to think, hey, maybe he pins the guy and he's the new number one contender. It's true. I thought it was awesome. And Devlin too, like, you know, He's so he's young and he's just he's so good. You know, he's a protege of Finn Balor and like almost every time I see him he gets better. And supposedly uh Shawn Michaels is, you know, a huge fan of his which does not hurt in the slightest bit. Um yep. so I'm 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 happy to see I'm I'm happy to see him finally coming over to NXT because I don't care enough to watch NXT UK. I I there's just nothing about that show that makes me want to tune in. Um, but seeing him, you know, starting to tear it up on NXT, uh, I'm hopeful that it will, you know, lead to him eventually mixing it up with the likes of, of Matt Riddle and Johnny Gargano. Cause, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you need, you know, if there's any indication of, <coughs> can he go, uh, go watch him versus Walter or him versus Dev or yes. uh, David Starr in OTT. And like, <coughs> The dude can fucking go. Yeah, so, definitely. Devlin has become one of my favorites in the yeah, past little sleep, while. Don't sleep on, on the Irish ace. No, no, no. You said it all wrong. You're supposed to never bet against an ace. Never bet against... God damn it. Never, never bet, bet against, against an ace. He's got all the cool catchphrases yeah. and everything. He's set. He's set. Uh, and I got to support my uh, my Irish... My Irishman. Did you see the Irishman? I haven't. Mainly because... Uh, it's so long. Like people keep telling me, you have to watch it in you know in episodes essentially. And yeah. I just I don't know. <laughs> plus, plus he was talking all that shit about Marvel movies. True. And uh, you know, if if anyone know that knows makes anything you mad. about me, you know, I I eat, breathe, and sleep those movies. So nerd. <laughs> well, I like this Irishman. I like I like I like Jordan Devlin and and I like the fact that I, I this was a sleeper hit this match and Tyler Breeze showed uh he's got something. I, I really like this match. It just reminded me of old school kind of stuff with the new kind of new cool moves sprinkled in and uh, I don't know, it did it did it did it for me. This was my match of the night for sure. Um I hope this leads to more more of a Tyler Breeze of this Tyler Breeze. Yeah, like as long as you can just do the wrestling, sure. Um, but uh, again, never bet against an ace because Jordan Devlin's someone to watch. He's up next, if I dare say. Um, there's a throw to commercial, but before that, Nigel says after this, we're going to hear from, and I quote, the women's champion, Rhea Ripley. So I'm just a little confused because then they tell me it is to call it that, to not call it that. I'm just, I don't know because your commentators are saying it. Um, and then Charlotte shows up. She is here at full sail. She is looking like the queen she is. She comes, she's ready to to talk to Rhea. And here comes Bianca Belair. She's out in the ring. She has a microphone. She says, look, uh, I, I don't know what's going on with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. You see, Rhea Ripley is supposed to be focusing on me. I'm, I have the title shot. But she done got up all in Charlotte's business. So let me tell you this. I don't care about the queen. So Rhea, why don't you come face to face? And Charlotte interrupts Bianca. Charlotte comes down and there's a huge welcome home chant from Full Sail because this is the this is the place where she, she uh, I don't know, 
became Charlotte, became the queen, if you will. Uh, welcome home chant. And she says, Bianca, you want to talk about the queen? Well, I am the queen. And you see, Rhea does have to get past you. But while you're out here running your mouth, and then Rhea Ripley music interrupts Charlotte. And Rhea says, uh, look, uh, Charlotte, you're here for a purpose. But Charlotte's kind of like blocking Bianca's face, like pie facing her, like get out of this business. And Rhea is like, look, Charlotte, you're here for a purpose. So spit it out. I'll drop you at WrestleMania. Bianca interrupts and says, you're, you're standing here, Charlotte, and you don't even go here. She doesn't even go here. And everyone laughs. And she says, so you think you can walk in here and rush past me? No, no, no. But Charlotte says, this is a conversation, conversation for champions. So stand over there and fix your braid. Uh, so the crowd is, is kind of like doesn't know which one to cheer for. In fact, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, which one am I supposed to hate right now? Uh, and Rhea says, don't come here disrespecting us. I didn't come to Rock to disrespect you, so don't disrespect us. Because you're forgetting one thing, Charlotte. You're from NXT, so you should know the catchphrase here. We are NXT. And Bianca and Rhea double-team Charlotte. They beat her up. They hit this some sort of double face-buster move. And they stare off at each other. And Bianca walks off, leaving Rhea standing tall. So I'm a little confused. It's a little overbooked. I think they kind of should have waited for the Bianca-Rhea thing to kind of happen and then introduce Charlotte. Because this was just a little messy. But I like the 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 fact that there's you don't know who could fight who but i i just don't know uh it it something something's not working for me what do you think i i personally wasn't a fan of this promo uh mainly because bianca i feel like bianca got derailed last year with um uh, with io shirai and like getting her push and taking off more so than i think any of us thought she would yeah you know she kind of just fell to the wayside uh, I myself thought like well, maybe they'll just call her up to the main roster because you know like she's she's ready she's ready to go yeah you know it kind of felt it kind of felt for a while that she overstayed her welcome but then they you know they kind of reinvigorated the character they gave her you know like that long run in the rumble where she was just dominating everybody and I was I was really looking forward to the match with her and Rhea. I never thought once that you know, well, maybe she'll win, and but because clearly they have bigger plans for Rhea, but nonetheless, it would be like a good match. With this, it it was just like they like okay, clearly she's not winning. Clearly, it's Charlotte versus Rhea, the direction they're going to go with. So why not wait instead of building two separate feuds at once? Uh, have Charlotte show up in the crowd at Takeover, mm-hmm. and then you know after the match, have her come in the ring and challenge Rhea because that gets a lot more eyes on. Yeah, that's that what I was waiting for. And like, what what did they accomplish from this? Like, what Bianca looked like an idiot. Uh, both Shayna or both Rhea and Bianca, like they're supposed to have this blood feud, and now they're best friends because we are Charlotte, NXT. Because Charlotte said, "Go fix your braid." 
I don't know. It just it felt. It just felt. I didn't like that. Book. I didn't like that line either. Actually, uh, it was. I, I didn't. I didn't. I think. I think it was stupid. I. I, I didn't like that. Um, I think yeah. she could have said something a little different. Uh, I, I just. It's just too confusing. It was just like even me trying to explain it a little earlier felt weird. So I just didn't. Didn't really care for it. I think they should have had Charlotte come out and face the winner, who I think the match for Mania should be Charlotte and Rhea. So it's unfortunate because, like you said, Bianca is being put to the side again. So when I think she was the bigger star, she was a huge part of that Royal Rumble match with Charlotte, which I really liked. So if you ask me, I'd rather see Bianca versus Charlotte. And I would, too. But it's just Rhea just kind of got the belt and they push they've been pushing her, you know, hard for a while. Like, I don't a lot of people forget she she pinned uh, Charlotte. You know, she beat Charlotte and Sasha in a triple threat match during that whole like invasion angle. And they don't put people, they don't let people pin uh, Charlotte often. Mm, you know, that's true. She's not someone, she's not someone getting beat left and right often. And I think Bianca can be, still be a big thing in the world of WWE. Sure. You know, yeah. she definitely, it'll can. happen. Hey, maybe, maybe they swerve all of us and they do some sort of triple threat. But even then, I think that would be kind of lame at this point because. I mean, if yeah. this promo accomplished anything, it's like, cool, I don't care for Bianca anymore again, because what's the point? What's the point of getting in, invested in this character when she's just going to get pushed to the side Yeah. again? Well, let's talk about the main event, or as Moro called it, the Titanic main event. Because it's Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights and Champa, And as Undisputed Era come out, as they're on the ramp, they are instantly attacked by Champa and Riddle, and Dunn, and they're all brawling. So Roddy is technically not in this match. It's just a three-on-three. And they just beat the shit out of Roddy. There's like a flying knee from Champa to Kyle. They take Roddy, and they throw him off the ramp and to the side, and they get rid of him because he's not in this match. Champa and Kyle start off in the ring. There's a clothesline. Riddle's in. He's kicking the hell out of Fish. Fish is mad about uh, how much fish Bobby Fish could fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish. He's still mad at Riddle for saying Bobby Fish said fish. So he's trying to get some revenge. But Riddle, and he's like, nah, fuck you, and hits a flying armbar. Um, they do, like, the flipping bro tag team move with Pete Dunn. Dunn is now in with Cole. He does the backflip, then, then, like, a pump handle for the bitter end. But Cole escapes. Dunn hits a moonsault to the outside. Roddy's tries to get interfered and uh, he drops Dunn on the apron so he's he's helping them out four on three advantage Bobby Fish is in hits a tope like Eddie Guerrero there's a drop kick to the knee from Dunn it's it's pretty much chaos with all six of these guys Riddle is in and just sweeps house he's hitting exploder suplexes forearms another exploder and then flies over Kyle to sent on fish then flies over fish to sent on Kyle he's doing deadlift Germans um, he's gut-wrenching during a commercial break. Back in the ring, Cole hits the um, like Ushiguroshi double-team with Kyle using his knee, which is awesome. Orile's in with strikes. There's a guillotine. There's ripcord. There's German suplex on Matt Riddle, but he suplexes. He, he hulks up and then suplexes him. There's uh, like suplex. There's all sorts of crazy things. Um, there's a flying knee from Cole, he goes for the sun, the Panama Sunrise, but he, it's blocked. And then Pete Dunn goes for like the X-Plex, but Adam Cole counters the X-Plex into the suplex lift into the Ushiguroshi, or as I call, 
the sushi Garoshi. And he tags, he, he's, he's then like uh, beating down on Riddle, but Riddle tags in Champa, who then forces Kyle to tag back in Cole. So there's a standoff here. They're all going crazy. Champa's hitting Widow's Bell. He's hitting it on Roddy. There's Project Champa on Kyle. There's chaos everywhere. Riddle's in. There's spears. There's so much going on. There's the bro to sleep combo kick. Cole eats super kicks everyone, but eats a lariat from Champa. But then Roddy's had enough. He runs in, and the whole thing is thrown out. It's a DQ. And now it's four-on-three attack. Uh, before the DQ happened, this match was pretty good. It was getting heated, especially with Matt Riddle just on fire here. Um, what did you think of the match before we continue on with like what happens after it? I, I thought the same. It was it started picking up so much when Matt Riddle was going in there and just laying in on He was frying everybody. the fish. Oh, he was frying the fish. That's but it. The one thing, the the one thing that it's just every single time I see these guys work together, it's just how well they all work together. You know, whether whatever combination, whether it's Kyle and Adam or Kyle and you know Bobby or Bobby and Adam, or even when you throw Roddy in there, like they work so well together just as a unit that I never want to see them break up. Yeah, like I, agree. I want I want these guys to just stay together for the rest of their WWE career. Highly unlikely, but it was it was so good. And then, like, again, Matt Riddle, seeing him in there, I kind of felt like it was like the Matt Riddle show because mm-hmm. Pete Dunne got some stuff in. You know, Champa came in at the end and, you know, hit all his shit. But I, I felt like it was like, Riddle, too. Yeah, it was just Riddle going in there and just, you know, between this week and last week, like, the dude's just been killing it. The dude's been on on such a, a streak that I don't think they're going to capture the tag titles. Um, but if they decided, you know, just, hey, let's give it to Pete and, you know, Riddle, I think that'd be awesome. I think they should. See them mix, yeah, I think they should. You can see them mix it up with other – like, I'd love to see, you know, Pete and Matt versus uh, Imperium. Sure. Yeah, definitely. And that You know, that, that could definitely be a takeover quality match, but um, – yeah, you know, even prior to this, I was just I kept looking at the clock because I was expecting no more overruns. That's sort of what they said. And yeah, and misses and misses. So I <laughs> watching it, thinking like, what is going? Are yeah. So the match, and, yeah, the match, like the match itself was 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 a lot of fun, and I agree. It was. It felt like it was. It was the Matt Riddle show because it was just chaos, and he was killing it. Um, but then Roddy stops it. It's a DQ. They start to beat down the other guys. It's four on three. They attack Champa. They hit the end of heartache from Roddy on Champa. They're beating him down. And uh, they do chasing the dragon on Pete Dunne on the outside ramp. And then they hit the total elimination on Matt Riddle. They're back in the ring. Adam Cole has the spray paint that Champa used last week on the table before he powerbombed Cole through it. He grabs it. And he spray paints a giant X on the top of Champa's back. I think he was kind of aiming for his neck because that's where he's going to hit him with the last shot. But as he pulls down his knee pad, the lights go out. There's a spotlight on the guys in the ring. They're all confused. And the, the, the screen lights up and it's the three rings and the three rings come together and it changes and morphs into the Velveteen dream. And the camera, yeah. Did you catch the two 
because there was that I, I remember I specifically remember during Devlin Breeze, they like briefly on the screen showed yes, the three they did and and it disappeared. I only cut it the one time. I've just I I didn't mean to. I just I wonder if they showed it at all throughout the rest of the show, and we just didn't catch it because yeah, they did it you, during I that. Because you guys alluded to it last week, and then once it came on the screen, I was just like, oh, of course that's what it was. So. Velveteen Dream is here. He's in. He's actually in the ring. He's on the top turnbuckle. The lights come back on, and there's like purple lights and stuff. But the lights come back on, and Velveteen Dream jumps off the top. He attacks all the members of Undisputed Era. The crowd here is going crazy. He's trying to fight them off the best he can, and he's doing a fantastic job. He's hitting all of them. He's hitting super kicks. He hits the Dream Valley driver on Roddy. They all retreat, and he rips off his shirt, and he rips off his tights, revealing tights underneath that are spray-painted like Rick Rude, and it's all of Undisputed Era's faces. No, no, no. What? His spray-painted tights was uh, Marina Shafir. And on the back of the tights, it said, call me up, Marina. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I look like yep, Monica yep. from Friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I did not notice that myself either. But so I right before we started recording, yeah. um, as I was waiting for you to call me, I was scrolling Twitter and they pointed it out. They, they took pictures of it. It's uh, Marina on one side and then call me up, Marina on the back. Which, oh, my God. Um, uh, amazing. Like, of course, of course, that's what he would do. So not only did he beat them up and return, but he's calling out the guy's wife. Hilarious. Uh, Velveteen Dream is back. The experience is real. So could this be another match that's added to Portland? Because that would be seven matches. Roddy versus Dream. No, I think they'll. I think they'll save this for maybe TV, TV. and yeah. try to extend it. I mean, Roddy. Roddy doesn't have the belt. I don't yeah. see them putting it on a mania. Maybe, maybe they. Yeah, sorry, maybe they put it on that mania card, but I don't know. Velveteen Dream being back, I love that. Um, it's it's good to see this guy back. I think he can fit right back in, especially for. Takeover Mania season, he could he could be a guy that you could put in a main event slot as well, um, and I think would get a good reception. But uh, I'm happy to, s- to see him back, and I'm excited to see where they kind of go with him. And I need to see him and Roddy in this feud continue because, um, yeah, he's fantastic. So uh, the the roster continues to stay stacked here in NXT. This was uh, an okay episode for me. It had some some misses and it had some hits, and the hits being Matt Riddle saying "fish said fish" and Bobby Fish frying fish. Um, it makes me want to go eat some. I already did the Bobby Fish for dinner for one of our NXT dinners with me and David, but uh, I didn't make food for us tonight because he was sick. So tomorrow, next week, I rather I got to do some more Bobby Fish. I'm gonna do a Bobby Fish fry, like literally just fry uh, fish. See, to, uh, when it comes with fish, for me, fish are friends, not food. Uh, so I wouldn't be eating the Bobby Fish. I got really uh, lit and watched Finding Nemo last night. That's really funny you said that. Man. Fish John, are friends, John, not food. John Pollock is listening to this right now and thinking these boys are long lost brothers for sure. <laughs> he does. Th- John does think we're related. I don't know how, but we are. Uh, so, what did you think in, in general of this? T- I, 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 I thought it was it was a good show. You know, again, there was highs and there was lows, and the highs were, you know, they were high enough to where I could look, <laughs> kind of look past the. Uh, you know the things like again i was just i was really bummed that whole charlotte promo thing happened just because they could have waited what two weeks 
Yeah. You know? I get it. You want to start building up to WrestleMania. Totally fine. But it just, I feel it, it did nothing for Bianca. And in, in the long run, it's, again, we're going to kind of just see it as, oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't have let that happen. But, you know, Breeze versus Devlin was awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like, again, it was the Matt Riddle show from beginning to end. So it'll be interesting to see where they go with his character if they don't give him the tag belts. Because I can definitely see that, you know, them not giving them the tag belts and possibly, I don't know, Undisputed Era versus Time Splitters. Yeah. Who knows? It's true. But no, it was a good show. I, I enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, me too. I, I always enjoy it. Um, I, I always enjoy NXT. I, I find NXT always being the, the actual wrestling show for me. The matches deliver, and uh, Irish Ace and the Supermodel definitely did it for me uh, this week. But um, we do our, our up next show. I know David said that he will be doing a show with me tomorrow. So every Thursday on our Patreon, we do uh, watch AEW and then kind of review that in full and then kind of compare which show we do. It's kind of the Wednesday Night War show. Uh, so in case you were wondering what we do Thursdays, but um, I did put up a feedback thread on the post wrestling forum tonight, um, which uh, we can go through right now and kind of see what some of the people thought of this show as well. So um, I don't know if you want to do you want to open that up, but I'm going to read the first one here, Scrump, and I'm going to go to Paul from New Jersey. As a Sicilian from New Jersey, you think I would love the bro gimmick. But I find it kind of stupid. I enjoy Riddle, but that opening was cringe for me. Casey is adorable. Yui is hilarious. And Tyler is gorgeous. Smoking an Indica Sativa hybrid and made genius of the skyline chili. You gentlemen started a Wednesday night revolution. Ah, yes. Uh, you got to go with the hybrid when you're when you're eating and uh, watching some wrestling. Definitely. Um, and sk- genius of the skyline chili. I like it. That's a, that's a good one. I... I would definitely want some chili now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's no uh, Gargano versus Almas and chili, but it's up there. <laughs> um, but he didn't like the, the, the riddle thing. He thought it was cringe, which I, I can see that. I said that I can see it going both ways. You either really like it or you really don't. Which I feel is Matt Riddle as a whole. You know, there's some people there's some people that get it and some people that just the, don't. There is, which way is fine. It is it is a thing where like smoking weed can't be your gimmick, and like I say that in life for like stoners, like I don't think that can be your gimmick. But they're also not making that his gimmick. He's just being a, like he's still he's just taunting Bobby Fish, but he's doing it in a funny way. So I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I I thought it was fine. Um, but we go to Moopy. Uh, hey guys, love the show tonight. But I see a riddle turn coming soon. Whoa! Looking forward. Yeah, I don't. I a don't riddle turn. Yeah. Okay, uh, you heard it here first. To, yeah, heard it here first from Moopy. Uh, looking forward to Keith Lee and Dejakovic running it back uh, on a bigger stage at TakeOver, and hopefully we'll have something similar similar to the awesome one in PWG. I was wondering, what do you guys think of this, the signing of Timothy Thatcher, and he, and should he be used in NXT or with Walter? Um, yes. Well, I, I know I know we, we talked about this earlier. I definitely think you should put him in Imperium. Uh, I don't know whether that means you replace Alexander Wolf, who has sort of been the weak link in Imperium. Um, I don't know if that's the direction they want to go to, at least not right away. But I would definitely like to see him um, in Imperium. If they choose to just put him in regular NXT, that'll be fine because we have enough uh, big lads wrestling that he would fit right in there. 
Uh, but I, I think Imperium is, is the way to go with Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eva from London, since this is the first time I'm submitting feedback with Scrum Fillion, I have to submit a random Baszler fact nobody asked for. When Shayna Baszler was in high school, she worked at a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff called Gigglebees, where she controlled the animatronic mascot Coyote Wilbur via remote control. Wow. Did you know that? I don't know where she gets all these random facts. Listen, Eva from London, I'm a big fan of Eva from London. Whenever I get these random uh, Baszler facts, yep. I, 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 like, I'll repeat them to people. Like I'll walk up to people at work and be like, hey. And Did you know them, this? Just like, yeah. Yeah. Which is, and they'll just kind of stare at me like, uh, Yo, Chuck, okay, e, so. Chuck E. Cheese was lit, though, as a kid. Chuck E. Cheese hey, was you know, lit. You know, I don't know how it is up in Canada, but here in America, you can order, you can order pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. Like, get it delivered. I don't Matt know. Nick's, uh I'm the I'm the famously will do that. That's that's strange. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, I wouldn't do that. And I'm this I'm the one who smokes between us two. You would imagine I'd be the one who'd be ordering Chuck E. Cheese pizza, but that doesn't sound good. Oh, oh it is sound- amazing! And they and they throw in one of those stuffed animals. Wait, you, you, you mean your friend your friend Matt Nix is is telling you that's what he does? But you know what else? So that guy also taps out to the figure four leg locks. So. I wouldn't listen to him and his pizza suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. You know, the next time you Yeah, the figure four is amazing. I get it, but you know. <laughs> next time you come to Chicago, that's all I'm feeding you is uh, Yeah, go to Chicago and eat Chuck E. Cheese, not Pequods. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> terrible, terrible. Um, um, I'm going to continue with Eva's um, feedback here. They go on to say, uh, here's some notes and questions. Number one, Breeze and Devlin was mint, and I might be finding Devlin more attractive than Finn. Whoa, that's a hot take. Get it? Hot take. Loved the unity Bianca and Rhea showed against Charlotte. Would rather see Charlotte, Rhea one-on-one, or throw Bianca in for a triple threat. Uh, Would you guys rather? Uh, I don't know. I'd rather a one-on-one, but Bianca deserves a spot, too, and I I like Bianca. Uh, Number three, assuming Charlotte uh, goes for the title at Mania, what women's matches will you see at TakeOver Tampa? Uh, maybe that's where your Bianca spot is. Uh, assuming Charlotte, uh, sorry, uh, six matches so far have been announced for Portland. I think Dream and Roddy will make seven. Which two matches go on the pre-show, or do you think WWE is testing the waters with bigger takeover cards? And thanks for the good work, Brady, and thanks for subbing in Scrump. Seven matches. Uh I would not be a fan of seven matches. I mean, if you go to the shows live like we have, yeah, um, me, me more than you because I have all my fucking cool posters to show. <laughs> uh, but you know, so you normally get the seven matches. I, <clears throat> I think, I think seven matches would be more like a special occasion. You like if you want to do your mania show and right. throw on seven matches, that's fine. But I've, I'm a, I'm not for. Uh, everybody needs to be on the card you know yeah, it's tough uh, that that's not something i'm a fan of um unless there's like a specific reason you know like like tegan knox versus dakota kai being thrown in last minute i feel like that feud lost all its steam like yeah i almost forgot i almost forgot why they were feuding to begin with like Damn. maybe they kept tegan knox off tv for too long i don't know what the case may be um but yeah. and then, kind of to answer her question for uh, what do you do at Takeover? That's also you know weird too because I'm not a fan of them doing two separate feuds at the same time. 
like they like they did last time with Survivor Series, yeah, where you you had two separate sets of feuds going on. Um, maybe you do some sort of number one contenders match. I don't really know, and uh, Finn is definitely Bay more so than Devlin. So <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, Eva. Devlin is pretty Bay. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah. I know. But how do you? How do you? How do you? I mean, he's no Kota Ibushi. So yeah. um, uh, go for it. I'll go to uh, Hugh from Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne, fantastic show tonight. I'm amazed at Pete Dunne's ability to keep a straight face at Riddle's antics. <laughs> Same here. I would. I would have. I would. Constantly- yeah, actually, I was. I was laughing, and I was watch- watching Pete Dunne's face, and he was. He was like a good. He would be good on SNL. Well, I mean, it's oh. like it's not been funny lately, anyways. But he's he would not break character. He's just he's the anti. He's the opposite of Jimmy Fallon. Funny. <laughs> uh, uh, I really hope the North American title is the opener for Takeover. That spot usually goes to the tag match, but I think they should put Lee and Dijakovic in front of that crowd uh, at their freshest and hottest. Um, sure. I, I wouldn't be upset with Book that it. match being the first one to go on. Yeah, uh, Garza and Swerve had a great match with yet another new use of the tearaway pants for Swerve's near fall. Uh, Devlin and Breeze also was also great, but I think Devlin needed a quicker, more dominant victory to establish himself in front of Full Sail. Um, I would disagree. Like I think that match was the perfect length, and you know it, it did a good job of uh, you know getting getting Breeze over and putting Devlin over. Mm. Um, main event was good, and I'm excited, and I'm glad to see Dream back. But I wish Bronson and Kushida got, could have gotten some more payback as well. Um, I, they'll probably do that next week. Yeah, you know? Kushida will get some revenge eventually. Um, uh, let's go to Alan. He says, "Glad to see Dream back, and love that he had Marina's name and face on the tights that he had underneath the ones that he ripped off." Oh yeah. So yeah, that Marina Shafir's face. I had to look it up when you mentioned it, and oh my god, it's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I'll read the last one here before we end the show. Uh, Harry from Houston. Another solid episode, even if the main event was kind of pointless and the kind of thing you would see on the main roster. Though I I suppose sacrifices must be made to fill two hours of TV every week. I feel like every week they've been able to do something big. Two weeks ago, you got the Keith Lee title victory. Last week, the Champa Cole segment. This week, you got Dream coming back. Speaking of Dream, do you think they should put Strong versus Dream at TakeOver? There's already a lot of matches, but... You know, they deserve to be on this card. Yeah, I, I could see them doing it, but I, I don't know. You could just prolong it for the next takeover or just TV. Because like you said, there's two hours to fill each week. Yeah, I mean, you could also put it on there and have that be the match that, you know, goes two minutes and then a DQ and you yeah. set up some sort of, you know, street fight, no DQ match on TV. It could happen. Uh, so well, there's one more week of NXT. We'll be back next Wednesday for that. And then we'll be doing the TakeOver Portland show the following Sunday. So there's so much NXT. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's so much wrestling going on these days. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I feel like I've watched so much wrestling. Um, I got to quickly plug our, our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash up next. We do this, this, this match, this show called best match ever. And me and Davey did a best match ever ring of honor. So I watched so much wrestling this past few weeks where we went through like 
like all the top rated, everyone's favorite Ring of Honor matches and kind of discussed which ones are the best. Um, and then we also have a another edition of Best Match Ever coming out on Valentine's Day next week because it's Valentine's Day. We figured there's 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 love in the air. There's hearts do you, do everywhere. You, do you, do you remember what you did last Valentine's Day? Yeah, Valentine's Day. I think I did a show with you. Yep, yep, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, of course. We, we we spent last Valentine's Day together recording. Well, me and Davey are spending Valentine's Day recording a best match ever, Bret Hart. So to celebrate all the hearts for Valentine's Day, we're doing a Bret Hart best match ever. So give us your feedback uh, at Up Next Podcast on Twitter. What are the best Bret Hart matches to watch? And we will be reviewing it for our Patreon, as well as uh, we got a... A second Bond review because of the new Daniel Craig James Bond movie coming out soon. We've been going through all his movies and we're on the second one. Quantum of Solace is out this weekend, or as I call uh, like Quantum of Bollocks. Um, so uh, look out for that and, and one. You know, and you know what? Let me say this. As as your friend, I'm always telling you guys how much I enjoy all the stuff you put on Patreon. So Scrump, your friend, thinks that your Patreon is awesome. Alberto, the consumer of podcasts who spends his money on uh, your Patreon for these podcasts, it's totally worth the money. If Thank for you. some strange reason any of you listening to this aren't already like uh, <laughs> Patreon members, do yourselves a favor. Sign up because it's worth it. You know, you guys put out so much content and it's all good. That's the thing too. Like, Thank you, buddy. If, if there was, you know, like I, I think that you, I told you, I hate Doctor Who. I don't like Doctor Who, <laughs> but I but I I love you guys, so I listen to it, and you know you still hate I, Doctor Who, though. I still hate Doctor Who, but I enjoyed the time. You know, it was like I was sitting there just, you know, listening in on this conversation. So if for some reason anyone listening right now isn't a member of their Patreon, I I'm telling you, <laughs> go sign up. Wow, it's worth it. hard sell. I mean, hard sell. yeah, hard sell. Uh, well, we also we we joked because every month it kind of our Patreon fluctuates. We joked in saying by the end of 2020 we'd have 200 patrons, and we've already like surpassed it, and it fluctuates. And I know we're like all we're around 200, and it's just crazy. So uh, thanks to anyone who does support. But if you're wondering, you're like, oh, I wonder if I should give these guys a try. Uh, do it because when you sign up, you get access to all the the shows and five bucks a month North American tier. And uh, you get to do that. So, uh, yeah, if you like to listen to uh, me podcast, well, patreon.com slash up next is where you can do it and get all the shows. And that is how you can support us. You can support us also. Follow the Up Next Twitter again at Up Next Podcast. Uh, give us a like or a subscription or comments. Nice comments. That is wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever, youtube.com slash up next. And I myself, Brayden Harrington, is on I am on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find me at the Bray D and Scrump. Thank you for filling in. I hope uh, David doesn't have the coronavirus. But uh, what do you got to plug? What do you got to say? Where can people find you? Uh, well, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but I have my own podcast, the PWT. <laughs> no, you've never mentioned that. Uh, I've not mentioned it once. Not once. I, I tend to do that. Have I ever mentioned that I won uh, the freelance oh movie Battle Royale? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've, you know, PWT cast, you know, we're the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, we, I, the way I pitch it to everyone is we have wrestlers and people involved in the world of wrestling and we talk about everything but wrestling. 
you know we like to get to know the the people behind the characters and we you know we've only we only have about 30 episodes so far yet but it's it's a good amount of uh, a good library we have so far you know we like i mentioned we had vicky guerrero this week we've had uh effie ethan page marty DeRosa, john pollock and waiting brayden harrington um <laughs> and we've had hornswoggle kevin smith come on kevin smith is on the show and you know we're you know it's it's fun we just have fun just talking and bullshitting myself and stank you know um so you can find us there you know where anywhere you can download a podcast we're there except for spotify or not spotify uh soundcloud people have asked for soundcloud i fuck don't em. know how to get on soundcloud yeah, yeah soundcloud rapper soundcloud get the fuck out of here <laughs> uh but you know we're we're online everywhere at pwt cast on instagram and twitter uh, I myself, uh, you can find all the links there on, on the social media. I know a lot of my listeners are people that have followed me from post wrestling. Uh, so I'm very grateful for that. Very grateful for how generous the post wrestling family has been to me. Um, it's crazy to me that. Oh, you're, I you're so generous. You're so, you're saying how we're so generous, but for Christmas, you sent me and David custom made, um, Adidas one of a kind. up, up next, like, like hoodies, but like the amazing, so thank you very much. You're very generous for sending us that. I wear so much pro wrestling tees. Actually, someone just stole my pro wrestling tees hoodie, dude. Not the not the Ooh. new one that you got me. Not the new up next one, but like my classic Bullet Club in- influenced pro wrestling tees, black and white hoodie. So it's been teased. It's, it's okay because I think we wear the same size, and I'm pretty sure I've got like seven, so, seven million. Well, you know of them? what? Well, you know what? I, I told you earlier. I, I was on the Jericho cruise. And uh, one of the gifts that they gave us, I don't know if they gave it to everyone. I know they gave it to us, but it was, uh, I'm holding it right now. Um, Chris Jericho's Rock and Re- Wrestling Rager at Sea Bubbly. Oh, so you got me a I bottle got, of the bubbly? Wow. I told you guys, yeah. I'll wow. bring you a bottle of the bubbly. So You're a saint. The next, time, the next time I come up there, um, I'll bring this with. and I'm so you know, excited. You guys can have that. I will, I will have my gallon of water, yep. my notorious gallon of water. But Stay um, hydrated. Guys, gotta stay hydrated. Well, uh, that's too kind. You are very generous, and uh, you're very generous to come on and fill in for a sick Davy. So, thank you for coming on, my friend. Um, we will chat soon. We gotta, we gotta, I gotta come to Chicago again soon. Well, I, I've not announced it yet, but there will. Uh, yes, you will ha- soon have a, a Brayden room. So, oh, very, very, very. A Brayden room. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we're going to get out of here. So thank you for listening. You can find us again next week with Up Next and all the other shows coming out this week again on our Patreon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. And um, take care. Goodbye. And how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Ahoy!
Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.